Hello, welcome to the Taffy Marino podcast. I'm your host, Taffy, and I'm so glad that you joined me. Together, we are going to empower and encourage one another to do the good things God planned for us long ago. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us today. This week is our final episode on the parable of the sower. And we're going to be talking about the good ground. Finally, we made it to good ground. We've covered the wayside, the stony ground, the thorny ground, and now we're on the good ground. And I'm really excited. Yeah, this is, uh, it's one of my all-time favorite parables. It in, in, uh, truly is. And uh, I think some some rich things have come out in the previous episodes. I hope something comes out like that today. We're believing God for that, and uh, we want it to be a blessing. Um, of course, we're talking about the good ground, so uh, everything we say should be a positive, um, and uh, and hopefully it edifies you. So yeah, if you want to just go ahead and read out of Mark four. This passage that we've gone over several times, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and read it for our last time in this in this series. Okay, excellent. So Mark's Gospel, chapter 4, and again, starting in verse 3, Jesus said this. He said, Hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow, and it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell on thorns, and the thorns grew up, and it choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And others fell on good ground, and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased, and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. You know, what I like about this portion of Scripture, that it said the good ground was considered anything that bore, that was able to bear fruit. Um, some only, you know, it was only 30-fold. Some was 60 and some was 100. But it was all considered good ground. You know, some of them, not everyone was a hundredfold, but I think if they continue, you know, that everything we've been talking about is, is this progressive work. And I look at the other types of soil as kind of an incomplete work. You know, these soils still needed to be cultivated and developed and some things taken away and definitely some things added but this that was good ground you know the 30-fold that was still good ground oh absolutely and you're right there are degrees of fruitfulness fruitfulness nonetheless right I mean fruit is fruit um, but there are degrees of fruitfulness uh, in the that process uh, of uh, varying degrees is probably the result of a few things, um, but you know uh, we're glad to be a thirty-fold uh, fruit producer, if nothing else. But you know I think our faith should always be on a hundredfold return on the Word of God. You know you have a story though about when you were a young minister in Bible college, 
and you really wanted to get out there because you knew that you were called, you knew you were called to preach or teach. And when you went out there, the Lord gave you that scripture in Psalm 1, and it says that it will bear fruit in its season. You know, there was nothing wrong with your ground, but there was also, you know, there was a time for you to be fruitful. And um, because we talked about the roots, how important the root system is, you know, before you see fruit, you're going to see roots. Or you won't see roots, but they'll be roots. And so sometimes it's just your time to grow roots, you know, and that's kind of a quiet time. Um, But there's still growth happening. But fruitfulness will only come from a healthy root system. So just saying that, you know, maybe you're not in that season of you feel like you're really bearing a lot of fruit. Or maybe you're only at 30-fold. You will get there if you continue in him. Yeah, you know, that's that's a great example. Um, and just, you know, to, to put some context to that for the listeners, uh, while I was in school, I had an opportunity, an invitation to minister uh, with a, uh, an evangelistic group. Uh, there were other uh, young ministers uh, in my circle, friends that I knew from school, that were doing uh, meetings, uh, crusades, church services through this organization. And I was given the invitation to join up with them. And uh, a lot of things in the natural, on the surface, uh, lined up. I mean, the proximity to where I grew up, um, again, the associations that were I already had that were already connected to it. And uh, the other side of it was I had no prospects. I had no direction um, other than this. And so as I was driving uh, to go and um, uh, basically do a, a trial run of some meetings, um, and it was several hours away, uh, it was an all-day drive to get you know, to where the, these outreaches and these meetings were, were scheduled. Uh, you know, I had a lot of windshield time, as they say. And as I was sitting in the front seat of the passenger car with a couple other guys in the vehicle with me, and I was looking out the the, the uh, window uh, of the door, and I was just praying. And uh, as I was praying in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit began to quote Psalm 1 to me. And when he got to the place, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water— and he will bear fruit in his season, he stopped. And then he spoke directly to me. I don't mean I heard an audible voice, but on the inside, I heard him say, it's not your season. Well, what I was praying about prior to that was, is this your plan for me, God? Do I need to do this? This looks good, this sounds good, but is this you? And uh, I was, as I was praying in the Spirit, meditating on those things, the Lord answered me. He said, this isn't your season. So you're absolutely right. You know, uh, there are uh, seasons are, are very much a part of the, of, of the plan of God. Um, it's time, it's process, right? And the seed has to have time for it to produce its intended purpose. And that is fruit. So I think it's important you saying that to remember that you can have good seed and good ground and still, it's, if it's not the season, it will not produce fruit in that season. But it's not that it will never produce fruit. 
it's just not the season, you know, so I just want to encourage someone today. I think someone needs to be encouraged. Maybe they've been waiting and maybe there's been some things that they have planted the word of God in their heart. They are waiting to see that harvest and it just doesn't seem like it's going to, it's happening like anything's happening. Um, but deep roots are growing. You know, that, that's, uh, that's a great point. And I want to add something to that that I think is important for that person or those people. And I think it happens a lot more than maybe we realize. But those people that are in desperate need of a harvest. Did you just plant the seed yesterday? Too many times people are in need of a harvest that, uh, of a seed that they have not even yet planted. And they're going to the word of God to implant seed that they are trying to harvest immediately from. And the reality is time is involved, right? It takes time to make a difference. It takes time to change things. It takes time to grow that revelation on the inside of us uh, to a place where it's ready to produce something in our life. You know, that scripture over in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, it says, Cast thy bread upon the waters, for thou shalt find it after many days. And, you know, that's an important uh, element to that. It doesn't happen immediately. The return on the investment, your ROI, is not overnight. It's not immediate. Um, You know, there may be a situation where a person hears the word of God Here's the gospel for the very first time and responds immediately. Their heart is prepared to to receive it immediately and that is produced. I found oftentimes it takes uh, uh, multiple encounters with the word of God uh, for it to bring a person to reaction. No, I've heard enough testimonies and that is something that has stood out to me. I mean, I was raised, so I have one of those testimonies. I mean, there were definite encounters with the Lord in different moments in my life that I had to make a decision um, to continue to follow him, you know, at different different times. Um, almost a recommitment, you know, when I was a little girl, absolutely. But then when I became a teenager, I recommitted that, like, yes, things have changed. I'm growing, but I'm going to continue to follow you and trust you, Lord. And then as an adult, even, but I've heard a lot of testimonies where people, it, it did really seem like this progressive thing where they would hear or see someone or, or someone would, you know, they would try and they would give this portion, you know, they're, they're just learning who God is and hearing about it. And that seed is beginning to grow. But then there comes the time, that day where they totally commit and there's that harvest yeah. in their life. But even with that, um, their soul still needs to be renewed. And that's a process, you know, so yeah. immediately their spirits made new, but their soul, their mind, their will and their emotions, that has to be renewed. Yeah. You know, uh, it- we need to constantly be sowing the word of God into our hearts so that we are eventually in a harvest a season of harvest on a regular basis. But it takes the perpetual sowing of the word and the willingness to endure the process of time to where we are perpetually receiving the harvest of the word. And that's why it's so critical 
uh, to engage with the Word of God on a daily basis, to not rest on your laurels and say, yep, I'm good ground, I'm ready, you know, and think that um, yesterday or last month's revelation is just going to continually, there's a harvest there. It's going to enlarge you. You are going to be uh, better off than you ever have been. But, you know, uh, as one man said, uh, nobody uh, was satisfied off of yesterday's meal. You may fondly remember what you ate yesterday, but it doesn't satisfy the need of hunger for today. You know, no, that is so true and absolutely right. I remember one time that I had been learning about something in my life that I needed. The Lord was trying to grow and develop me in certain areas. And once I guess I felt like I had some understanding in it, it was almost like I moved on. And I know that's terrible to say, but I did. I think it's common. I moved on to something like, oh, I've got that one. Check. It's like I've learned division or, you know, whatever. Sure. And um, so I moved on. But then what I found is, and I remember um, one, an instructor at Bible college had said, you have to constantly feed the truth or you will revert back to your old way of thinking. And so I went back to the Lord because I began to struggle in this area again, this area that the Lord had taught me and I had grown and, and I had seen some fruit in my life. And um, he said, what got you there will keep you there. Meaning the word that got you to that place of understanding, the word that got you to that for change to be in your life will keep you there. I can't just walk away from that. But like you said, I have to be constantly sowing that word in my heart to continually reap a harvest on that word. So I'll read scriptures on healing, even when I'm not necessarily needing, I'm not experiencing any sickness in my body. Now, we always need harvests of healing in our body. But I'm saying I will feed on healing even when I don't feel sick, because there will be that time that I do feel sick and I need to lean back on that. God's word is medicine to my flesh. Yeah. And that needs to be alive. And what happens so often, what happens so often with people that uh, are feeling symptoms, they start sowing word about healing. They, ha- they haven't been feeding on it. They haven't been fellowshipping with the father. You know, I was in a, an exchange dialogue via text uh, with one of my my inner circle guys. And uh, we were talking about some different things and um, just some things that were important to us, what we felt like the Father was speaking to us about our personal lives and things that were going on. And he said that uh, the Father um, was talking to him about dialogue. He said so many times... Um, you know, when the Father speaks a word to us, we just put a period there and we run on. Like we're satisfied to having heard something and he's wanting us to hear and then dig that out. He's wanting to create a dialogue about that one thing that he just said. And yet we 
we don't do that, do we? So many times we see a truth in the Word of God, and it elicits a response of a, of a revelatory you know, uh, level. And to your point, we think, oh, I've got that. Time to move on to the next thing. Instead of taking that moment of fertility and cultivating it and growing in that. That's stony ground. What you're describing right there. So you hear the word. Receive it with gladness. You receive it with gladness, but because you have no root. Because you don't let that truth and that and you create a dialogue with the Lord. You begin to to hear him and talk to him and inquire of him, get in his word, see what he says about that. What else did he say about this that he's talking to me about? And allowing that to break up the hard places of your heart, those hard places of unbelief, and allowing that to break up those rocks. And so now your good ground, that roots can go deep in that truth, yeah. that, that stony ground. But and we've all had stony ground, sorry. We've all had stony ground at one point or another, but it's when we hear the word and we receive it and then we become doers of it. We let it, then we let it go a step further. Yeah, yeah, we stay engaged. It may not be ready to produce fruit. It may not have sprang up yet and caused enlargement, but we stay engaged with it. We keep digging, we keep dialoguing, we keep meditating, we keep uh, muttering, as uh, the, the Lord told Joshua, to keep this word. Let not this word depart from your mouth, but meditate on it day and night, right? It means to mutter or to chew on the word. Let the word, like a cow, chews its cud, not to be too graphic for anyone, but that's literally what we are to do with the word of God. We are to, again, not to be too graphic, but to regurgitate the word of God and chew on it some more. Digest what God said. And then go back and and put that back in our mouth and chew on it some more because we're not getting all the nutritional value out of it just in that one setting. There's so much more to the Word of God. How do we know? Because some only produced 30-fold. There was a harvest, but quite honestly, it was an incomplete harvest. Thankful that there was a harvest of any kind, but it was a 30-fold. And then there was another that was a 60, but then others produced a 100-fold return. And every word of God, every seed of God's word has the potential. It isn't that the word of God, that well, this seed is only a 30-fold seed. No, the word of God is perfect. The seeds of God's word are perfect and complete. It's the condition of our heart, our interaction with it, our willingness to take it as far as we can go with it that's going to determine the harvest. No, absolutely. And we all, I think it's something though that we just continue on. We go from faith to faith. Yes. To glory to glory, that we continue to grow, knowing that He is the author and the finisher of our faith, that we may be perfect and entire. That means mature, you know, that we grow up into the maturity of Christ, um, that we're transformed into His image. And the answer to all of it, I, it's, it, the hear the word, receive the word, and do the word. Yeah. And you continue to do those things and it's gonna it'll take out the cares, it'll take out the the thorns, it'll break up the stones, um, it'll keep your heart pure, but it'll also go from a thirty to a sixty to a hundredfold harvest. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, it'll absolutely do that. And two, I want to encourage those from those perspectives, uh, you know, don't limit yourself in what God's word says. Allow God to take you as far uh, as he's intended that word to be. Don't allow uh, religion or denominational position to limit the word of God. You know, the Bible actually tells us, now I believe I'm a pastor, right? So I believe in the pastoral ministry. I believe in the function of the church. Um, I believe in all the, the operation of the fivefold ministry gifts as far as that goes. But that being said, the Bible does say you have no need that any man teach you, right? Because the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all the truth of the word. But so often we stop the potential of that word short because our doctrinal statements of faith from whatever group we associate with immediately create limitations that we won't allow the word of God to go beyond. So what, you know, what some people think that the gospel is only good for a spiritual renewal, um, a life beyond death, but nothing in this natural life, nothing from the point of receiving the word, but you basically just hang on to this faith of eternity with God. And uh, that that's a 30-fold return on a 100-fold word. I heard someone say the other day, eternity starts now. Oh, my goodness. That's true. It's Absolutely sta- true. It starts right now. So we, it says, um, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There are things that he has for us here and now. And as Christians, as believers, his will doesn't change. That's right. So we're now in that household of faith. We're now a part of his body. His His uh, will is settled, what he has for us. And you're right. We absolutely need to find out what that is through his word. And he is faithful to teach us and to bring us into all truth. Yeah, what does John tell us in his epistles? As he is, so are we in this world. Um, Recognizing that uh, we do live out of heavenly places. We are living out of eternity the moment we become born again. And so um, if it's true on a spiritual level, which is the highest level, then can't that be true for the soulish realm? It has to be. And if that's the case, why would God leave out the natural realm of our existence, which is, so de- which is so dependent upon the propagation of the gospel? We don't share the gospel in heaven. We share the gospel in the earth. So God is interested in every phase and every level of our existence. So don't miss out on the hundredfold return of God's word uh, with limited revelation. Receive where you're at. Uh, but recognize there are degrees of fruitfulness that can increase. Purpose in your heart to grow and increase in your degree of fruitfulness. Maybe it's something that you feel like you understand today. Well, I promise you, whatever that is, whatever that area of your life that's produced some semblance of fruit, there's more. With God's word, there's always another layer. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, one thing that I learned when I was learning about roots is that they never quit growing because there's always another level of nutrition, of, of nutrient. There's a, there's a place you're going to tap out where you're at right now. Um, you'll have received everything at that level of growth that you can, and now you need to go deeper. And we can never exhaust the riches of God's word. We can never exhaust his truths or his love. There's always going to be more to him. I, I, I believe it's it's like the the you know the angels that circle him singing holy, holy, holy. Yeah, because Isaiah they, six. Yes, they get a revelation of his holiness. So yes, there's so much more. I would just encourage you as as we close up, stay that good ground. That means just be willing, be humble. To, al- to submit to God's word, to allow it to change you, to change your thinking. Never get to a place to where his word can't speak to your heart and change it. Stay engaged with it. Absolutely, that dialogue that you were talking about. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that this series ministered to you. Troy, thank you so much for doing this with us all month long. I appreciate it. It was wonderful. I enjoyed it. Um, I can't wait to have you back. It's my favorite. I love just (laughs) talking the word with you. Um, It's a lot of fun. It's something we've always enjoyed together. But anyways, thank you so much. Join us next week. And um, I just pray that uh, God just continues to give you revelation on this subject as you meditate on it. And uh, thank you so much. I'll see you soon.